Thanks for tuning in to Pastor B's Nugget. This podcast, you can expect to hear valuable thoughts on wisdom from scriptures. Times our host wedlock talks or have whimsical conversations. Tune in often to be inspired to draw closer to God for info to ignite the fire in your marriage or just to be incited to fits of laughter. I am Pastor Bernard Blackman, ready to drop a nugget for you. Hey, my family and friends, this is Pastor B. I thank you for tuning in again. Today's podcast is going to be on wedding talks. And actually, I'm going to share a recording. Uh, my wife, Lady Vicki Blackman, and I uh, was invited to take part in a Black Marriage Matter symposium uh, that was hosted by James and Cynthia Green. I'm going to share this recording uh, we shared from the church point of view on the state of marriage. And our topic was um, marriage should be a lifelong commitment. Hope you enjoy this recording uh, from this symposium that we spoke at. My name is Bernard Blackman, and this is my lovely gift, my good thing. We call each other mess. This is our mess through all tests, our Lady Vicki Blackman. And we are um, the pastors of Kingdom Seekers Fellowship Church, and we have a ministry, Keep the Fire Burning, and it's just our desire to pour into marriage. And so our task today has to come to talk about the state of marriage uh, from the church point of view, uh, if y'all could just allow us to speak on the behalf of the church and the word for today. And just uh, I just want to disclaimer the things that we're about to say. Um, the disclaimer is I know about the separation. We know about divorce and we know remarriage and all of that uh, happens. And sometimes uh, it just has to be. But listen, the original intent for marriage is lifelong lasting commitment and the church needs to be able to teach that and that's the viewpoint that God has given uh, for the church to tell the world that it is to be a lifelong lasting commitment. Amen. If you go read Malachi chapter 2 and Matthew 19, in Malachi chapter 2, God says he hates the putting away. Remember the disclaimer. We know sometimes it happened, but we need to still keep in mind the original intent is for lasting commitment. And in Matthew 19, it says that uh, Moses allowed the writing of divorcement, but from the beginning, it was not so. All right. So God wants us to be married. Many people, and you can chime in anytime. Uh, many people take marriage as a convenience. If I get into it, 
and it don't work out, I can just get out and find somebody else. And that's the wrong mentality. As we are selecting partners, as we are trying uh, to find people uh, that we're going, we need to find a person who's in it to win it, who's going to be in it for the long haul, who's really going to say, I don't care how good, uh, that's truly believing in the vows to death do we part. We're going to work on this thing till it comes to pass. And the church needs to continue to preach and declare it's a lifelong commitment. So I'll chime in there. So what has worked for us, I'll say this, quitting was never an option. Well, it was the first five years. <laughs> <laughs> quitting was never an option. We always looked at it as we had to figure it out. Whatever the problem was, we had to say, okay, how do you figure this, this situation out? So quitting was never an option. We was committed to the marriage, and that's what caused it to work for us. Not that we didn't have problems, because we had problems, but we had to figure out how to, how do we work through this problem. And with the help of God, we was able to stay committed to the marriage. Amen. So again, uh, the state of the church point of view is that marriage is supposed to be a lifelong commitment. And so uh, this commitment is shown in four ways. And we're going to be out of your way. I didn't even start the cons. Y'all please shoot them. Don't let us go over time. Um, the, the commitment shows in four ways. I'm just going to talk to them briefly. Really, I don't believe we got I'm going to be too long. It's a sacred commitment. We need to understand that marriage is a serious commitment. We need to understand also that marriage is a solvable commitment. And for marriage is a satisfying commitment. So let's back up and talk about them a little bit. Marriage is a sacred commitment. We need to understand man did not create marriage. God did. Uh, a lot of things we're talking about you can find in Genesis chapter 2. God brought Eve to Adam. And God established marriage. So man should, when it comes to marriage, man should depend on God for the who, for the what, for the when, and for the how. And and this day, man, all of a sudden, they want to make laws on who can marry, who can be married, and what can be done. But we need to understand from the church point of view, this is a sacred thing. And I can't just go into this figuring out marriage or how I'm going to do it. God, what do you have to say? And the word of God is full of God's wisdom and understanding about what marriage is. If I was in church and preaching, I would say, somebody say, say it's sacred. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm trying to take the preacher out. We're just going to talk today, all right? Understand, it's a sacred thing. You need to learn to honor your marriage. You need to learn how to reverence each other in your marriage. And that's a child of God you are married to. That's a, 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 a treasure in God's eye. And when you realize that she's a treasure, that he's a treasure, and when you realize that God is the one that set all of this and he's the one in place, that's when you need to begin to say, okay, God, show me how to love her. Show me how to love him. How do we honor one another? We so, put, go ahead. I'm sorry, we put emblems around our house. Like we have our Bible, we have oil, and we treasure those things. Our children are not allowed to touch those things because that's the Bible. That is God's word. You better not touch that. And that's how we should treat our marriage, just like we treat those things as sacred. 
We should treat our marriage in that same manner. We should not want to hurt our marriage. We should not want to damage our marriage because that is sacred. Our marriage is sacred before God and we should treat it that tender when it comes to our marriage. Amen. Amen. And the next thing was not only is marriage a sacred commitment, we need to understand marriage is a serious commitment. All right. Marriage is a serious. People take marriage fri frivolously, as I say that, right? <laughs> they jumping in and out, doing whatever. But why was it serious? Look, God had to put Adam to sleep. God had to form an operation and take a rib from him. He told him he was going to have to leave his mother and parents and father. And that's a serious thing. And so when you're in your relationship, you need to take it serious. You need to not just haphazardly go through this and realize that this is something important to God. A person will leave their family for you. <laughs> a person has left the state for you. A person has given up some of their dreams for you and you got to realize this is so serious and it's not a playing game and it's not just something I can just I'll just just flow with it haphazardly I don't know that's my word today <laughs> haphazardly you got to take that out of your mind and realize this is a serious commitment so how do I take those serious commitments when I when I hear my spouse say something I don't just brush it off amen those things mean something to me and I'll just give a case in point when Bernard Bernard used to tell me all the time Vicky when I'm talking to you you act like you don't hear me and I used to say well I hear you I just don't respond and I didn't take him serious. I was like, okay, he's really mean, really mean this thing that I'm not responding to him while I'm washing dishes. I'm trying to cook. But at the same time, he was trying to tell me I want to communicate with him. And I wasn't taking my marriage seriously. And what I was doing is damaging the relationship because we wasn't effectively communicating. And until I stopped and had to understand, okay, this guy really thinks communication is important. I had to slow down, take my marriage seriously, and realize, okay, communication is important. That's one of the love languages for him. He wants to communicate, and you have to understand, I got to take this serious. I got to understand his love language, and that's when we begin to effectively grow. Gary Chapman wrote that book, Love Language. If you don't have it, everyone should get that in their library. And on my part, um, when we got married, I was active in church. I was in church on Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I was going on and she was kind of telling me, hey, you're not single anymore. You can't be at church. And I was like, you ought to be glad that you got a man of God that's in church and doing all the work for the Lord. But when I had yeah. to take it serious that, listen, my wife comes. Yes, I'm saved. I love the Lord. But I had to take it serious. She was being left alone. And when I took it serious to hear that I can't leave her alone and learn how to adjust my marriage, that's when things begin to really grow. So go ahead. When you take things like a, a surgeon, when you take things seriously, you understand the impact of it. This is a life or death situation. When a surgeon go in the room, he take that operation seriously, understanding that this may cause death to his patient. And it's the same thing in a marriage. This may cause death to my marriage. So I need to understand the impact of what I'm doing and take this seriously. Amen. So marriage is a sacred commitment. Marriage is a serious commitment. And, and the third thing is marriage is a sorrowful commitment. That means it's, things can be solved. We get in marriage, 
You don't squeeze the toothpaste right. You don't shake okay. the bed covers. Okay. All right? You don't do that. And then we just give up and quit. But yes, things can be solved. When you both have the mindset, we're in it to win it. We can work it out. We're going to talk it out. We're going to fix this. Listen, I really believe when you have two people with a mindset that realize how honorable marriage is, there's no problem that can't be solved. So he bought me my own tube of toothpaste. Right. That's how we solved it. I like to squeeze it from the bottom up. She likes to squeeze it in the middle. I'm not that bad. And and it was just, it wasn't that we were breaking up. What I learned is I buy her toothpaste and I buy me and it's solved. Simple like that. And but before, he is gonna shake my sheets. <laughs> that's right. So the thing is, no matter even, it's a hurting thing. It's a hurting thing. Infidelity is a hurting thing. Yes. When somebody step out of the marriage, but guess what? It can be solved. All right. Uh, unforgiveness, um, is it just rings in your heart. But from the church point of view, we have to learn how to forgive. We have to learn how to understand. We have to learn how to work this situation out. It's a solvable commitment. Your marriage could be saved. If you're on here and you're going through this, if you listen to this later, whatever your problem is, go get some counseling. We were both uh, Christian strong in the church and we had to learn. Now, we don't know how to talk to each other. We need somebody else. And I can name you the countless of people that we went to to help us solve our problems. And it worked. And it worked. It worked. But what we had to do, not only get the counseling, you have to apply the counseling. It does, you know, we can go to one, two, three, four, five counselors, but if you don't apply what they have taught you, it's never going to work. And then going back to the solvable piece of it, if I I, I always used to like, I like to analyze things or use, what do you call it? Um, Illustration. Illustration. There you go. Thank you. (laughs) I like to use illustrations. If you keep running a red light, you may get away with it. But eventually, you're going to get a ticket. But if you change your behavior and you stop running the red light, you may not get that ticket. Or you can work through, you know, with the system and they won't cause you the penalty that you would normally get. It's a change in behavior that you have to do if you want to change what you're doing in your marriage. And it's the same thing. If you keep cheating, if you keep lying, if you keep doing certain things, you're not going to solve your marriage. But if you change your behavior, it will change things in your marriage. And that's where you have to be sensitive to each other's needs and to be able to feel what the message each other is sending. All right. So marriage is a, a sacred commitment. Marriage is a serious commitment. Marriage is a solvable commitment. And I said for last thing, marriage is a satisfying commitment. Listen, God created the marriage for mutual enjoyment. Too often, we find our satisfaction in other things. We find satisfaction in our friends. We find satisfaction in our family. Men, we find satisfaction in our sports, going golfing. Women find satisfaction in our shopping and going out doing activities. But your most satisfaction is supposed to be in each other. If you're depending on a video game and going out bowling to get your release and you can't find release in your home, you got to realize there's a problem. If the moment, yes, Christ should be our main joy. 
God should be our man. But your next place of joy should come from your spouse. And if you can't find satisfaction, if your spouse, and I'm not just talking about sex. I'm not just talking about in the, in the bedroom. But you have to learn how to find satisfaction with each other outside the bedroom, in the day, sending sweet texts, having a sweet phone call, being able just to have a conversation, having that. I know um, James and, um, and Cynthia talk about all this, that pillow talk time. Before you go to bed, you sit there and you wake up in the morning. I, I mean, just a joy to before we go to bed, we fall asleep talking to each other, having to wake each other up. When we wake up in the morning and we got the bed out of to talk to each other in the morning before we go out about our day. My satisfaction, being able to go with her. How are we on time? I got about five more minutes. Uh, we're almost done. Listen, find your satisfaction in your spouse. Learn how to enjoy one another. Have a date night. Go ahead. I, one other thing I wanted to bring up is I know my husband don't like going to the mall. I don't really like going to the mall, but I like to go to Walmart. He does not like walking around at Walmart, and he likes to watch the Redskins. I like to see Dallas, but... Oh, Jesus. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, though. I was not a football person, but because I knew that he enjoyed football, I learned the game. I did not she understand. She picked the wrong team, but she learned the I game. I learned the game. But what I did, I'm a very competitive person. So what I did is I learned football, but I said, if I'm going to have to sit here and watch football, I'm going to enjoy myself. So I did choose, the, I did like Dallas, and that's the team I like. And I picked a very good team because Forgive they're better than the Redskins. Um, but I enjoy football now. So what I did, I had to learn how to get in his space. And then there's some things he has to learn how to get in my space. And that's how we learn to enjoy one another. It's not like you're going to come on my side of the fence and you're just going to enjoy me. No, that's how we learn to enjoy one another. I watch football and he go to Walmart. He may go somewhere else in Walmart, but he's in Walmart. <laughs> and, and I go shopping with her and it's, I get rejected when I go shopping. Because when she go and find clothes, I go find something. Where it is? No, where it is? I just, yeah, I'm just going know, to find everything. Know, but just, listen, I'm going to, if I'm going to go, I'm going to find something happy while I'm doing it. Just drive, <laughs> I really just want him to drive me. That's what it is. <laughs> but um, listen, find satisfaction. Don't be married and miserable. There's a reason you got married. You just need to find it. You need to go back and say, why did I fall in love with that person? Why did I choose to marry them in the first place? And you find those three things, four things, and you keep them alive. And I thought I'll find a date night. You are too busy if you don't have time to spend with your spouse. You are too busy if you don't have time to come to me. All right. Date night for, I don't know, for so many years. I'm because I was so busy, as I said earlier, I had to learn to give her at least one day that nothing could be scheduled on. There are people who called for me to preach on Wednesday nights, and I tell them I can't come and preach. And when they oppress me, I have to say, give me a moment. Yes, God is my head. But I go to my wife and I said, is it all right for me to skip this Wednesday so I can go preach? I'll be sure to make it up. 
That's how important our time with each other is. And I don't care what kind of business which you have, what kind of how many children you're raising. You need to spend time with your spouse and satisfy one another. Again. And my family, my whole, all my family and friends know my date night. I mean, they'll call on my date night. They, I know it's your date night, but I got one question. Well, you better hurry up because it's my date night, and this is the night that we spend enjoying really one another not that that's the only night but this is the night that we have set aside that we're going to really take the time and it doesn't always have to be out we get fat we may sometimes order food and bring it in the house and just watch a movie together we know all the lifetime 911 we get the time to spend just with one another and my children know don't come in the room because this is not your night to sit in the room and watch tv with us amen so the church point of view is we are losing the lifelong commitment and we need to restore that back in marriage teach the younger people teach ourselves if you're going to do this you need to realize it's for a lifetime and when you do this you're going to have a sacred commitment you're going to have a serious commitment you can have a sorrowful commitment and you can have a satisfying commitment here's a bonus one then it's going to be a sowing commitment. Y'all catching those S&Cs? Yeah. Your commitment is going to go great to higher levels. You can increase. It's going to soar. So we, as a thank you for those that allow us to speak on the behalf of the church. We just want you to know we want you to be an elastic commitment. Thank you for tuning in to Pastor B's Nuggets. I trust you were able to receive a jewel of insight that will enrich you in some way. You can hear more from Pastor B on Kingdom Seekers Fellowship Church YouTube channel or the church's website www.kingdomseekersfc.org Stay connected via email at pastorb.theauthor at gmail.com you can reach him on Twitter at Pastor B T A U T H, on Instagram, Pastor B dot the author. If you want to sow a seed to be a support, feel free via Cash App, dollar sign Pastor B T A U T H. Be blessed.